big purchase because that will help. Hey, I don't like that. Not hey. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Nope. Not how I'm going to do it. Hey. Nope. See, I almost did it again. I'm just so used to saying hey that that's how I want to start the program, but I don't want to start it. So how I will start it is saying, welcome to the show. This is the Stone Genius, a podcast. See, I like it as the Stone Genius, a podcast, because if I decide to do other things, the Stone Genius, the movie, the Stone Genius, the TV show, the Stone Genius, the limited animated series. There could be different things. So I believe that the Stone Genius, a podcast, will allow people to say, oh, I bet this is the Stone Genius, and I bet this is his podcast. That's what I'm thinking. Welcome. Hey. Let's see what I got. I packed a bowl. I have my pen. I don't have a drink. So if I start coughing, if I have a dry heaving fit, then, um, well, I was going to say that sucks to be you all, but that's really on me. But anyway, anywho, anyhow, I have a lot of notes for today. I like how I moved my, my microphone. And if you follow me on Instagram, you would notice that my microphone is positioned differently than maybe it has been in the past and is positioned differently than the picture with Bobby. So she has the boom arm coming out and dropping down. I now having the boom arm angled down and the microphone coming up so I can see my extensive notes. Because I make these notes not for me, I make them for you. And then I draw a lot of arrows and make... It actually... So on this, this is episode 52, what I'm calling the post-alien show. Because yesterday was episode 51, which we all know all I did was talk about aliens on yesterday's show. So today would be the post-alien Episode 52. And on this page, the top third of it, I have crossed it out because I'm not sure whether I want to speak about that. I will give a more general overview of what that topic was going to be. It was going to be producing. Very specific under that category, but that's what I crossed out. I don't know whether I'll ever get to it. Then there's the next third, and then there's a lot of notes everywhere and arrows drawing to names and notes that I need to use. The next third, so top third crossed out. Next third, I've moved all of that already to Thursday. I decided that that need, I was going, when I started writing Thursday's show, it Co-mingled, co-lived, I can't, co-habitated, have a, have a, hold on, hold on. Cohabitated, there we go, see, that worked. Okay, so... 
those notes are all over the place. So instead of making, having a little bit here, a little bit tomorrow, I moved all that into tomorrow. So I have no show today. So that's it. Thanks for joining. Uh, this will be the shortest show that I've had so far. And thanks for joining. I'm just kidding. I do have to find my notes. Oh, oh, that's right. I took my big pages of notes and then I made little notes. Like I took my notes and made cliff notes of my notes. Oh, my dad. So we have an update. He is not doing well. As I have said, he is 90, and a lot of people think that's cool. I will tell you, think about all the people that you know that have been 90. I'll give you a second to think, because there's probably, you're, you know, you're probably in the high double digits when you think, you're not. Most people don't know people in their 90s or that have reached their 90s. My parents, none of their parents reached the 90s. I mean, I think that my grandfather on my mom's side was actually run over by a um, horse and wagon. I was just kidding. I was trying to make Ting old. Yes, Ting. Actually, his real name was Tingley. T-I-N-G-L-E-Y, Tingley. And he was a minister. So he probably couldn't go by Tingley. Once he entered the fatherhood, nope, priesthood, nope, the thing where when you're, when you're just the minister the of a Christian church, the pastor, he probably had to give up Tingley. Because that sounds like if you went to a strip club and they said, now coming to the stage, Tingley, you'd be like, okay, I want to see Tingley. They sound hot. I So I'm not sure that Tingly could go. I wish I would have been given that as a first name or a middle name. So my first and middle name were my grandfather's middle names. So Rodney, Tingly, Rodney. His middle name was Rodney. And then my middle name is from my dad's, my grandfather, my dad's side paternal grandfather. So that's where I got my name from. Ting would have been cool. The Ting Tings was a group. That was so cool. That's not my name. Mm-mm. But however it was. So my dad is not doing well, as we've talked about. The hospice nurse, and I do believe she was trying to give us hope. She was like, maybe a month. We were like, uh, Okay. I mean, at this point, I am shocked when he wakes up after he dozes off. Like, when I left again today, I was like, I think he's asleep. He may be dead. And I don't mean to make light of that, but at some point, that is probably going to happen. That we just think, in my mom, it'll be the time she'll have to explain bruises on him. Because she'll be like, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo, wake up. And then when he doesn't wake up because he's dead, she'll smack him and stuff. And they'll be like, how did they get? How did uh, Mr. Martin get these bruises, ma'am? Not sure why that's why the person looking into it sounds, but they do. So what I had put as, I, so out of all my notes, I decided I was going to do three bullet points and then try to find my notes on there 
someone did reference, by the way, SMDB exclamation point dollar sign, which is suck my dick bitch exclamation point dollar sign. And I guess you don't need an explanation. I mean, an exclamation point because it does not have to be loud or aggressive. It could just be, suck my dick, bitch. Boom. That may or may not be actual audio of Bobby performing oral pleasure to me. Oh, that's so, that's so difficult. I was going to say hard. But then you guys would go to the dirty place. I have a feeling that many of my listeners, and I would guess, I don't know, I have not done any scientific research at all. In fact, I have done no research whatsoever. But I am assuming that the stoners uh yeah they're the one never mind i'm moving on so what i was going to talk about was with should you lie to a person that's dying so i thought about this initially and then i go down the rabbit's hole the rabbit hole not the rabbit's hole <laughs> oh <laughs> going down the rabbit's hole I believe that I am going to turn that into a new sex act with Bobby. She'll be like, what's that? I'll be like, I call it going down the rabbit's hole. She'll be like, please don't. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. So going down the rabbit hole. So it started with, like, if someone, like, in a movie, if you know they're going to die and they're like, oh, you be all right, Slim, or whatever. I'm thinking of old-timey Western movies. I don't know why, but that's what I was thinking. Um, you know, or if someone's dying and they're like, you know, you're just hold on, you're going to make it or knowing, you know, that they're not going to make it. So then I was thinking, well, how about with, you know, your, your parents that are dying and not dying because of a gunshot or something more, you know, something lingering so my dad is a big the election was stolen type person. I, however, believe in what plays out in the courts of law and what can actually be proven. So my father and I disagree a little bit at this. So I was thinking maybe it would be good if I started telling him, like... Getting a Newsmax tumbler thing that my dad has one and he drink and get oh he'd be like are you using my cup I mean that's what would perk him up that's what would keep him around so I'm not gonna do that I'd be like no I got my own I mean he would tear up if I said and I've always been unregistered not unregistered I've un- always been unaffiliated when I register. I've been unaffiliated, which technically makes me an independent. But I am not Republican, Democrat, nor any other major party. I'm unaffiliated. 
So if I told him that I had become Republican, my fear would be that then he would stick around. And people listening to this may go, oh, that doesn't sound great. Well, then you come hang out with my 90-year-old dad. Because I'm going to tell you, no matter how much you see it eye-to-eye on every, any or all topics, you will find it challenging to spend time with a 90-year-old man. So perhaps I would lie to them. And then I started thinking about it. Well, if I told to make them happy on their deathbed, if I told my parents that I had become a Republican, that would be almost, they would they would feel like they could go to the light at that point, even though I'd have my fingers crossed, which I am checking. I can, even with my horrible hands, I still can cross my fingers. One hand much easier than the other, but I can do it. I started thinking about what Bobby would need to tell her parents to make them happy. And it's very easy. Very, it would just be like, I left Rodney. I left the stone genius. So that would make them happy. So whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> I and just thinking about that now, if they're on their deathbed, I could go see him and go, I left your daughter. I just felt I was too good for her. <laughs> they, they would, no matter how incapacitated they, how incapacitated they were, how close they were to heaven's gate, they would somehow still manage to be able to strangle me at that point if I said that, because we all know that that is not true in any way, shape, or form. So, can you lie to a dying person? And if you are, or like, would you do it? And just, hey, I didn't want to tell, I'm an alien. (laughs) This is our language. (laughs) I know that the alien language that I just demonstrated sounds very much like ass-eating when I demonstrate that. And I, I understand that. But in our defense, both my asking in defense and the language of the aliens that's how they talk in the future prove me wrong tell them that I'm I don't know just whatever next number two item two out of all these notes and I need to see where I put these do I have more notes on the first thing I talked about uh, lighted them on their deathbed to make them happy. I would tell my parents. What would Bobby tell her? Hey, I covered all that. I didn't even have to reference my cliff notes. Was enough for me to remember my actual notes. Cool, cool, cool. That was cool, cool. So the second thing I was going to talk about is taking problems to the top. And I mean this in almost every aspect whether you have a problem somewhere if it need if you know it's going to go somewhere i find it always better to go to the top 
instead. Uh, even I'll just use if I was going to do something within my giant Fortune 500 company, I would not go to HR. I would handwrite or type a letter to the CEO and then mail that in to have that done. And I have done this before. It did get the results that were warranted by the situation. But my fear was if I went up, because it did have to do with the area's HR. So if I went up, it was going to get entangled in there. Then you have relationships, you have things. So when you go up, what people usually would say, well, these are the channels you need to go through. When you go through those channels, someone that's on the low rung is going to think that they can handle your problem or your issue when they probably can't. Most people wildly overestimate their abilities. And if you don't believe me, go to any golf course and sit along the sidelines and watch people when they're looking for their ball. They are almost always 10 to 20 yards too far ahead because they overestimate their capabilities when they hit a ball. And I'm not even talking like if they hit something and they're looking. I'm just talking if they hit it and they're looking for it. Most times people were wildly, if it's in the rough and they can't see it, they will wildly overestimate that. I do it all the time. I will call people out. I live on a golf course, so I will let them look for a while, and I will make sure that they understand that I have seen them and everything. We may make eye contact and nod a wave, and then I'll be like, are you looking for the ball? Oh, no, it's way back here. So I, because I do think that's that's funny. I mean, I get it. I've hit, when I used to play golf, I'd hit balls not squarely down the center of the fairway on occasion. But I also knew, I at the time, I played so much golf. I remember once when Bobby and I were playing, I even remember we were playing in Emporia, Kansas. We had dropped our kids off for something in Wichita or met our in-laws on Wichita. We dropped the kids off and we decided to stay and play this this nice course there. And very, very, very nice course. But we were playing late in the, and it was in the summer, it was late in the evening. And so when we got to the final few holes, there were some that went directly into the sun. So it was nearly impossible, if not impossible, to see where the ball was going to go for either one of us. Even it was impossible for the person hitting the ball near impossible for the person standing off to the side, shading their eyes and trying to see where the ball goes. At that time, I played so much golf, nearly 300 rounds a year, that I just knew, I could tell, if if I hit it squarely, if I didn't hit it squarely, if the face was open, closed... And so even though I would hit it and I would be blind, I would know exactly where. I could go and within a couple of yards, I would know where that ball was because I could tell where it went. When you have problems, 
people wildly overestimate their abilities. So if you go through a chain of HR and you're going up to the HR channel, you will run into someone that says, I can do this, and then it will be outside. Because people like to push themselves. I don't know why. We can debate that all the time. I'll debate that anytime. You don't have to step outside your comfort zone. It makes me more rounded. Fuck that shit. Who needs to be more rounded? You know what happened on the basketball court? I used to wear a shirt that said, I will, when a dunk's worth three, I'll start doing it. I didn't have to do anything else. I could just sit out there. I'm. What am I going to do? Now, if, if someone really tall and big came out and guarded me, then I would just go around him. So then I would do, I'm going to do whatever benefits me. Whatever I'm best at, you're worst at, I am going to exploit your weakness but I'm going to make sure that it's also a strength of mine. You will see people do that. They'll go, oh, I can do this, and then I need to ask a lot of questions. Now, if you go to the CEO, and when I did this before, I actually wrote in the letter, I know that someone will be reading this letter. I knew it wasn't going to get to the CEO, but there, I sure as shit knew that there was someone special that was going to be reading any letters that were addressed to the CEO. And I referenced that. And I even said, this is why I did it. And it cost people their positions and jobs, which were warranted because even after I wrote the letter and I stated very specific facts, times, camera angles, I put it all in. So after they received the letter, I was reached out by corporate They emailed me, wanted to set up a call. I said, no, they responded. They're like, why? We want to get more details about this. I said, every detail you need to know is in the letter. There is no additional information that I can give you than what is in that letter. So unless there is something that you do not understand specifically about the letter, I can address that. But if you're just wanting me to rehash all this, I'm not going to do that. It's in the letter. And I wasn't saying, I I was not saying this needs to be done. All I was doing was presenting facts. But I knew that because I sent it to the CEO that that was going to go down to someone that says this is important enough that I need to take care of. Or more likely, it would be given to, it would be designated to someone that they knew could take care of this and research it. So that's why I always try to go to the top. It happened, you know, I, well, you don't know, so I'm going to explain it. I, I had bought a TV at an electronics uh, company that's no longer around now. And when it, we'd bought the warranty on it. It was an open box TV. And we bought the warranty because we were pretty sure it was going to go, which it did. So it says in the warranty, it doesn't say anything about stat, purchase status. Whether it's new, they always say that open box get the same warranty as a brand new one. It says that if your television cannot be remedied in a timely manner, then they will provide one at their discretion at comparable cost or value. Because at the time, and this was early 2000s, maybe even late No, early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s, maybe 2000, 2001, somewhere in that neighborhood. 
these prices were fluctuating. So anyway, the TV went belly up. They came and got the TV. They had it for like three weeks. They could, they couldn't get it figured out. They tried everything. So they go, um, and then they just left it. They said, we've tried everything. We can't get it to work. Never offered any remedies. I go, well, what are we going to do about this? And could never get whoever I needed to speak to. They were unreachable day in, day out. So I started calling in to whatever their hotline was for their warranty. And they said, oh, this sounds very important. We're going to escalate this. Someone will get back to you within 48 hours. No one got back to me, so within 72 hours, I called back in. I said, hey, someone was supposed to call me. It was supposed to be escalated. Oh, we are so sorry. Because of this, we will escalate this. Someone will get in touch with you in 48 hours. 72 hours go by. I do it again. Same exact thing. We're so far. They go, we're so sorry. We'll escalate this. Someone's going to call you within 48 hours. And I go, you know, this has happened a couple of times. They're like, yeah, we apologize. Someone will call you within 48 hours. 72 hours go by. I call back in. They want to do the same thing. I go, I don't think you understand what an escalation is. I go, an escalation means that something will happen. There will be a result from that escalation. An escalation is not saying you will escalate it. Someone will call you in 48 hours, and then it's up to me to call you 72 hours later to say no one's called me. And so what is your response to that no call to the escalation is to escalate the no call to the escalation. Do you see where this doesn't work? So I finally sent in a letter. Now, one thing that I will tell you, part of my OCD common sense, genius, whatever you want to call it, is when I speak to someone on a phone, I will notate the date, the time, the person's name, any notes that I deem that I may need to provide me some sort of advantage at some point. So I had all these notes, wrote a letter to the CEO once again, um, you know, early 2000s, this was not a lot of you can communicate via email, you know, uh, chat help, that that a lot of that was not around, especially with this company. That being said, so I sent the letter in, and I actually put, this is when the TV went bad. This is when they picked it up for service. This is how long it was for service. This is who told me someone would call me. This is who told me who would call me, when they would call me, and then that they didn't call me. Happened repeatedly. I was finally directed to a a different line. They escalated after escalated after escalated. And so I finally got a call from one of the vice presidents of the company. And they go, you know, we apologize. You can either have this TV, which was the brand that I had, but was... So I think we paid like a grand. I don't even remember the size. I want to say, because this was our first big screen, a big box TV back in the day. So this would have been, I want to say it was 60 inches, maybe 65 inches, 60 DLP. If anyone remembers what a DLP is. So it was a DLP television. And the company that we bought it from, the only replacement that they could do 
I think we bought it for a thousand. I think it probably was a retail like at fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred somewhere in that neighborhood. And the only replacement they had was a four thousand dollar TV. And then they said, "Well, we can get you a different brand. That different brand is going to be um, still much more twenty five hundred, three thousand, something like that." And I go, "I don't care." I go, I'd rather have the brand that we'd originally bought, but I honestly don't care. I understand whatever you feel I deserve, we deserve, you know, let's just take care of that. So we ended up getting the same brand that we had, the very much more expensive TV. So that got handed. If I would have gone up through the, if I would have just written in or tried to call into their, customer service it would have been a more an even lengthier more drawn out process than what it was so uh, my suggestion if if you have a complaint about something go to the top here's another thing i'm going to speak about real quick you don't get to complain about everything stop being a fucking asshole Sometimes things don't go your way. You don't get to complain. And you don't have to ha- you don't get to have outrageous excuses and then expect other people to buy your excuses. If you want to live out in the country, and we have lived in the country, not hours outside the city, but a good 20 minutes outside of city. So we know what it's like to live out there. When we first moved out there, I guess it was even further than that. Yeah, it was it was 20 minutes each way to the closest grocery store, which right was on the outskirts of the city limits. <clears throat> so round trip 40 minutes is what we'd have to do. So sometimes we Bobby might be thinking we're going to have this for dinner and go, "Ooh, I forgot this ingredient or I thought I had it, whatever the case may be. I'm not driving 40 minutes." So either change the recipe or we decide to do something else, which is totally fine. But we understood that. We moved in the country knowing that the closest little town to where we lived, which was where we're at, didn't have a grocery store at the time. We, under, we were fully aware of that when we moved there. The funny thing is, now that we've moved, just in the last five years since we moved, the housing out there has over doubled in value. And I think it's because they have a grocery store because Bobby did say when we lived out there that if she had it to do over again, she would not have moved out there because of the whole grocery store thing. And I get it. I'm not the one that does their grocery shopping. I'm not the one that does the cooking for the most part. So and by most part, don't think that, oh, it's like a 60-40 split. And by the most part, I mean I will make breakfast every once in a while and then chili, which is probably a weekly thing. But that's one meal out of 21. So whatever that math is, it's less than 5%. So it's like 3.8%, let's say. I don't know. I'm a genius. I should know that. I should, beep, boop, boop, bop, bop, but I'm not going to and I don't give a shit. Go to the top, which is the exact directions that I give Bobby when she's pleasuring me. <laughs> Go to the top. Okay, just kidding. Uh, oh, the last thing I had. Let's see if I have other notes on here. 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Going to the top. Did I leave out anything? Um, what's this note? Yes. Uh, uh, I was pretty high when I wrote that. I wrote down as part of the problems is think of passing down clothes. You don't pass clothes up. And I know it's a size thing too, but you don't pass. They're, they're hand-me-downs for a reason. Someone will, the first person, you want the most important person to have first dibs on that. I think that's what that meant. Uh, I may not have meant that. I was high then, and I am high now. But this is the non-alien episode, so I can be as high as I want. I wouldn't be this high if we were talking strictly about aliens because of the fear that they will invade my mind when I'm high. I don't have that fear. So, yes, the third point of my rose notes, I don't even know if I can say Cliff notes. I may be sued. I hope not. Please don't sue me, Cliff. So my notes that I made, out of all my notes that I wrote on my book, the three that I made, lying to a dying person, check. We have all decided in unison that it would be best to lie to a dying person. And how fun would that be? If you knew that it would, it would bug someone so bad that you, would, you could say something converse to what is true just to bug them, like I would do. Uh, taking problems to the top. Yes. Take two top. The last one is standing in the corner. There are a lot of people that are panhandling currently. And maybe they always do. I just, it seems that I am witnessing more and more panhandling. And you know, it's, before, I didn't mind making eye contact or waving or even like in the summer if the window was, I wasn't going to put my window up and if they, I would say hi, they're human beings. I mean, but more and more, like there was a, on a corner near my work, there was a, I'm just assuming because of the classical definition of a family that it was a husband a wife a small child i'm shitty with numbers five four six twelve i don't know no like five or four something maybe four let's say four or three three to five a tall three a medium five Heightwise, that's what I'm guessing. And then there was so they're sitting on the corner, and then there was also a uh, like a uh, baby carrier with an infant in the baby carrier. And so I was at the corner at the light. I don't have anything to give. Yes, I understand. I just did a show about having stuff to give out or or do things that I get it. I wasn't prepared. I wish I had something. I wish I could have whatever. But then I didn't even want to make eye contact. It was like, I don't want to even look. 
And then I see people, because I'd mentioned dogs, people have dogs. And one thing I thought about doing, because I do like dogs specifically as animals go, or as anything goes really, more than people. So instead of having something in the car for the person, maybe having a bag of treats for the dog or a chew toy or something that the dog can have. And I didn't, you know, at least if they have a dog, I'll look and I'm like, oh, that dog. Because I do feel like a lot of those dogs probably do Even though they may not have a home and a yard to call their own, they are probably loved and cared for as well as some people that have their dogs that sleep inside. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. My thought is, how about if someone had a platypus? If you are unaware of a platypus, and I don't know how you could be, I remember... In second grade, so how old are you in second grade? So I got to do the math. So 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. I gotta, I'm picturing 10, 9, 8. So I'm 8, 8, 60. So this is 1975. Oh, Jiminy Crackhorn. Ugh. So I'm eight years old because I remember what end of the school I had to be in to enter. So this is how I I will piece things together and try to figure out logically when it happened. And I don't know if everyone does this. I think, but some people like just give you a blank look. Like, I don't know when this happened. A year ago, 15 years ago, I have no concept of time. And I'm not making fun of people. Actually, I am making fun of people that have no concept of time, but I am one of those people. So I am making fun of myself if you want to. You're going to get mad. Don't get mad. Because I have no concept of time. I often don't know what day it is. I should. I don't. Saturday and Sunday is now just one day. It's one 48-hour day for me. I do not know the difference between a Saturday and a Sunday. I guess I should because I'm closer on Sunday to going back to work than I am on a Saturday. So that's how I need to figure it out. But I would have been... So I was in second grade, Ms. Williamson's class, and because of the way that we entered the library. Because in third grade, because of where those those classrooms were, you went you entered the other so third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you entered the other end of the library, first and second grade. I'm not even sure first grade yeah, first graders would have. So kindergarten, first and second grade entered on the east side of the library. And three through six the west side of the library. And I remember this because there were videos. They were like, it was, I remember, it was, we could go in there if we were really good, which is weird that I was in there. Or maybe it was great. I don't know why. Or probably more to the point. I was probably told that I did something good and was being rewarded by being able to go to the library by myself and do things. 
when in retrospect and speaking this aloud, they probably thought the classroom was quieter and more conducive to learning without me actually in the classroom. So they said, why don't you go? And if you're like, well, why do you remember the platypus? Well, I do. I, I vaguely remember the platypus video. It was like a little video machine. And then they had tapes. There were like eight track tapes. And you could you could watch them. And so here's the thing. I remember the platypus. I think they were limited tapes. They must have been National Geographic's because of what I, the next one that I watched. And the one that I went to watch the most often. And I remember watching these up until through sixth grade. And you're going to be like, how do you remember stuff like this? Because I remember also watching these videos and checking out Basketball Digest, which was a magazine back then, and it was small. If people remember what the the old TV guide, the small TV guide was like, that's what Basketball Digest was like. And it was Larry Bird's Rookie of the Year. I think it was the Rookie of the Year. I'm going to have to look this up now. Rookie of the Year cover where he is off the ground, it's weird because he's jumping. It looks like he should be on the ground because his body is straight. But he's off the ground and he's throwing with his left hand a behind-the-back pass and looking to his right. Kind of. You'll see the left side of his face. Now I'm going to have to look this up because if I remember this, this is a cover that would have come out, would have come out, would have come out in 79-80-ish. 80. It would have come out in 79 or 80. So right in there, and I would have been 12. Either way, it's 42 years ago, and I'm trying to remember. some reason, I remember that cover. But I will tell you why I remember that cover, and it's not the platypus. I do remember watching videos on the platypus because I started this like 20 minutes ago to tell you what a platypus was. A platypus is a beaver with web feet and a duck's bill. And if you don't think aliens have visited the planet, look at the platypus. Get stoned out of your mind, look at a platypus, and tell me the aliens haven't visited this planet. So I remember watching videos about the platypus in there. And you're like, well, that seems odd. Now, Ro, you've you've told us that... You were stoned, so you're watching the platypus. And you're a genius, so you remembered the time frame from when you first started doing this to the 7980 Basketball Digest Larry Bird Rookie of the Year cover. And I'm going to find that. I'm going to post that on our Instagram if I can. Unless I'm wrong. Then I will probably just say I couldn't find it and not put it out. So I'm going to try to find that and put that out. But the other video that kept me going back was there was a tape. Oh, maybe it was one tape. I bet you it was one tape because a platypus is found in Australia. Aborigines are found in Australia. And you're like, so maybe... The platypus, because that's weird, and you're an eight-year-old, so you're looking that up. But why are you aborigines? 
because they didn't have shirts. So I'm an eight-year-old looking at titties, like natural titties, like never been in a bra titties. And because they were my first titties that I was I was seeing ever, and I'm sorry, if you would like me to say breast, I won't. So they're titties. I was looking at titties, and they were, I was in, I was just amazed. So our family, I grew up, and nakedness was not a thing. That was, people were very prude at our house, whatever you want to call it. They, that, that was not a thing for everyone else. There was a story where I went to school naked one day, but my mom has to tell that story. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, nakedness was not a thing in my house. So here I am as an eight-year-old. I just found out what were titties were. I think the, I think I found this tape. I think this is a chrono. This is a, a timeline of how things happened. And I'm going to fit this into my two minutes for Tim. I don't think I can do two minutes for Tim every day. I just don't think I can. I physically can come up with that much hilarious material to do two minutes for Tim every day. But this is going to be the two minutes for for Tim for today. That when I was watching that. I am I am having flashbacks right now. So here's here's the timeline. I think of what happened. So I am in probably second grade. And first grade just even second grade. But I think times are different. I think 8-year-olds they'd be like fuck it, go to the library. Don't talk to the janitor because <laughs> But anywho, anyhow, anyway, I know that I was in it I was in first or second grade because I remember the entrance. I I could draw a layout of that entire school, that elementary school, my middle school, the mall that we're going to talk about tomorrow. I could, some reason, now here's another thing. I believe that you do have the capabilities of remembering everything because why do you have certain memories? Like something you may find important, other people might might not find important. Oh, this is into my two minutes of Tim. Anyway, I was going to say, so I, I, this is the, for no one else. It'll be for Tim. So here's how it started. So here I am as an eight-year-old. I put in a tape. It's probably about Australia. I'm like, I probably did not even know what an Australian accent was at that point. Like if someone would have said, shit on the Bobby. And I know that was horrible. And I apologize to any Australians, anyone that knows Australians, anyone that's ever seen the movie Crocodile Dundee 1 or 2. I apologize because I know that was bad. But I probably at 8 years old did not know what an Australian accent was. I probably... I don't know. I can't even guess. That I don't remember. That will have to take hypnosis. So anywho, anyhow, anyway, I'm watching this video, and I, if the person that edited this video did it right, the platypus would have been early on so that you're really like, yeah, and then the titties. And I mean, I think there were a lot of titties, like a lot. And I will tell you, I have always been this way. Um... I 
I like to get very tan in the summer. I like to be dark. I like to, the the darker the color of my skin, I just feel happier and better. I don't know why. I have always thought a tan, the darker skin color, I've always been appealing. Like I have told Bobby in the past, I love your tan. Like I think once you get into your, I don't know. A couple years ago, she said that she wanted to, she was going to wear a one piece or she had bought a one piece for the swimming pool. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. I just felt like I get in a one piece this year. And I go, you do understand that is less tan that you're going to have. And she looks so good anyway. She looks so good with a tan. So I am looking at all these oh, just different types of titties. I mean, big titties, small titties, just titties that hung down to their waist, titties that didn't hang all the way down to their waist. There were a lot of titties, a lot of variations of titties. There, I don't remember any of them being like like a fake Barbie, like, oh, huh. I mean, I guess if you just never wear a bra and you're just not wearing a shirt or anything that you don't have support, I don't know. So I guess I'm glad we live in the West. That To me... It's just not appealing once breasts get below your belt line. Unless it's due to the sheer size and girth of them, I guess that's okay then. Hold on. Shoot. Ah, Dang it. I should have had that better. So how this whole thing started was, and I know we talked a lot about titties considering that we are talking about platypus. And you're like, I don't even remember why the fuck we were talking about platypus. Well, welcome to being a stoner. The reason being, if it started with people on the corner, people that had families that then I didn't want to make eye contact with. Because I, did, I didn't want to look at the kids' eyes. Maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe that's how they get you. Well, I didn't want to be gotten. It's not that I didn't want to be gotten. I was incapable of providing anything except for a smile. So now that I'm talking this out loud, I should have looked at him and gave him a smile. Motherfucker, I'm such an asshole. Gosh darn me. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. Then we started talking about a person that has a dog. So at least I feel, I'm like, oh, dog. And then at least I'm getting attention drawn. My attention is being grabbed as opposed to being diverted or wanting me wanting to avert my gaze. Can you imagine some motherfucker? This guy, would, this person, I don't know why I said guy. I apologize. This person, if they had a platypus and was were standing on a corner, could you imagine a fucking platypus on a leash? Someone's on the corner. They're holding a sign that says, down on my luck, my platypus needs food. Anything you do, help. That guy, that person would break in 
buco cash. So much so, I almost want to see if I could rent or buy a platypus just to check this out. I wonder if this happens in Australia. Like, are platypuses, platypussies, I don't know. We're going with that, platypussies. Are they like dogs? I guess they wouldn't be because neither ducks nor beavers are like dogs here. And since it's a duck beaver or a beaver duck, beaver buck, whatever, man, well, you know, you're waiting. If you've made it into 52 fucking minutes of the show, you can wait for like seven seconds while I light. I should do that. I should do that when I'm doing my two minutes for Tim because then I would have to have less actual content. Yeah, well, anywho. But if you had a platypus, that person that had a platypus, because think about it, back in the day, if you don't remember this, you could look it up. There was a homeless person that had a sign that said, um, need money for karate lessons, ninjas killed my family. Which went viral probably about the time viral was actually becoming a thing. Everyone thought that was hilarious. And it was. That was quite creative, and I bet that person was very successful in asking people for money and them actually giving money. So if you add a platypus, which A is going to draw attention to you, if you have a fucking platypus, even if you're not panhandling, you could have just got to have a fucking Bentley. Or whatever your car of choice is. Bentley is not my car of choice. It's just, I was trying to think of Richie, some kind of rich car. Sorry, I got to finish this bowl because it's, it's, it's you know, just give me a second. Get a few seconds. Uh, hold on, watch this. This will be my, just, this is my, my smoking music. If you hear this, if you join and you hear this going on, just, that's, so hey, just rock out in your seat and think, Think about me smoking while you're not. Or maybe you are. And if you are, you should be smoking with me. Let's do this. Okay, enough of that music. So if you got out of a McLaren and you pulled up, it doesn't matter because a McLaren would get attention. So you pull up out of the most generic car, Honda Accord, Hyundai Sonata, Toyota Camry, any of those fine cars, but nothing that is probably going to make someone's head spin. So you, you park and then you pull out a fucking platypus. You pull out this fucking beaver that has web feed and a bill. You pull out a Fucking duck beaver, which I was going to say sounds like a sex act, but it doesn't. 
I was trying to make it funny and it didn't work. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, you pull that, you pull it out. So you have a nice car. You have a 2022 Hyundai Sonata Accord. I don't know, whatever, whatever your, your models, your, I know I mixed two cars there. So let's mix three cars and throw in the Camry. So you get out of that car, a, a brand new car, but not one that's going to cause a lot of attention. Then you pull out the star of the show, the platypus. Everyone starts paying attention. You could be dressed very nice too. Be wearing a nice Rolly or in my case, a tag, not in my case, but my preference, like a tag Hoyer. Um, so you're, you're there and you're dressed nice and you have a nice car and everything. But if you said to someone, man, I'm really short on cash and I got to get Otto. I don't know why I named him Otto or her. I always call my dogs he, but they are always females and they've always been fixed, which makes them it's and there's some discussion, but that's how I have female dogs who I call boys and sometimes in many cases have have had boys names and guess what it's a dog I think Dakota's okay with it I'll ask next time I see her I will ask luckily I'm not looking at that dog right now but if you ask someone I need I need 50 bucks and they'd be like what does a platypus eat first of all no one knows I don't think anyone listening to this this show, stoner, genius, anyone outside of those two realms. I don't think I if someone is listening to this show the day it comes out, which would be April 6th, Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. If someone is listening to this the day of its release and literally knows what a platypus eats. Because I'm 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 messed up because it's pretty much like I would say eighty percent of it visually is beaver, and then the other twenty percent is duck, which reminds me. Never mind. <laughs> I always want to make comments, and I don't ever want to get in trouble, so I'm not. But it, I was just going to say that I remember running across something that was 80% beaver. Dang it. I hit the wrong one. I hit the crickets instead of the rim shot. Darn me. I'm so bad at being a producer. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, you would clear bank. Because then the next time you'd come back, you'd be driving a Bentley. And be like, I need more money for platypus food. I just don't think anyone knows what a plat does it eat what a duck eats or does it eat what a beaver eats? And what does a beaver eat besides my dick? Oh shoot. I should just have my finger dang. <laughs> there we go. I should probably just have my I should probably just be fingering rim shot all the time. Oh, I didn't even see I didn't even mean to push it that time. That takes too long for a rim shot to reset. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. I did think that was funny. 80% beaver. Ah, rim shot. Wah, 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 trombone. Okay, so I let's see. Let's do go over a re- quick recap of 
today. Let's see if we could tie everything in. I wonder if we could lie to a dying person. That was somehow near the top. And then they feel so bad. They give us a platypus and we go to a corner and we make money. That, from my rose notes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming that you took away from this show. Actually, lie to a dying person. The funnier, the better. They're going to be gone. And it, especially if it makes them happy. Or if it doesn't make them happy, if it makes you happy. Taking problems to the top. Here's the thing. Don't have problems. And it's got to be pretty. Oh, I was going to mention this earlier. Not everything is a fucking problem. I want to speak to a manager. No. (laughs) You should see people's face when I need to speak to a manager. No, you don't. What about? And they tell me, yeah, you're not speaking to anyone about that problem. Because I'm not even taking care of it. And I would be the least, out of anyone here, I would be the least likely to take care of it or or anything. So if I'm not going to give it effort, I'm not even going to send you to one of these people that may help you. You don't, just because you want to speak to a manager does not mean you get to speak to a manager. I know there are people that think that. Like, I have never gone to a restaurant and thought I was important enough to speak to the chef. Or the cook. Or whoever. That maybe I'm not eat, eating at the right establishments. Oh, I bet Tim would have something to say about that. Oh, and I know Tim listens to the end. So here we are, hour plus again. Hey, Tim. So this is going to be for me and you. Hey, the rest of you can listen in because this may be interesting. I want to see it pop up. I need to talk to Tim and make sure that I can mention his business. It is a dining establishment in the state of Colorado. I'm going to just generalize because I know I'll hear from him whether I can say this or not. It serves a type of food that I am not inclined to eat. Now, I thought about this today because I was going to challenge Tim and his group and his family to try to come up with a menu item that I would eat. Now, I will say that some of this food is smell-related to me. Much of it is texture-related. I know that is probably not much direction, but unfortunately, that's the best direction that I would have because I believe that we're going to go visit Tim next month. I want to interview him while I'm there. We, But I want to see... Because I will mention this, for a long time, Bobby, went, when Chipotle first came out, and I love Mexican food, Bobby would go to Chipotle all the time. And I don't know what I thought Chipotle was or anything. Freebird, there's many different ones out there that make wraps. I am just using Chipotle because this was the original one that we went to in the discussion. So Bobby always got... She always wanted to go there, and I didn't. She was eating there a few years before I was, probably a couple years before I was. And she was actually out of town. And I went there with the owner of the company that I worked for and his wife. We actually went there, which was really weird that the three of us would go out to dinner, but we did. 
and I ate it. I remember because then I was like, oh, it's really good. I was like talking about it. Bobby's like, really? Yes, I know, Bobby. You're usually right. Just because you're right does not mean that I'm going to acknowledge that. And it's not because I don't want you to be right. It's because I am not only a genius, I am also super stupid. So she needs to understand that as well. So I didn't think that I liked Chipotle, and I love Chipotle. I mean, it is always a, go, a go-to. Like, if we're, like, on the fence about, oh, so that is something that I did not think that I would like, and I do. So I'm hoping that there is something that I will find there because it is not something that I have gone out. I would not go out and search out this restaurant. Has nothing. I want to be able to support my friend's restaurant. And maybe the best way I can support them is not going to eat there because it may be in a lot of it has to do is I have a horrible gag reflex. So I could put something in my mouth and I don't want to be there and have a reaction that other people be like, oh shit, what is it? I do not want ever what whatever he's having, I do not want that. So maybe it'd be best of my support for him would be not being at his restaurant. But I would like to I would like to be able to to eat there and enjoy something. I don't know what that would be. So I'm going to have to look at the menu and maybe we'll discuss that before I get there, but that's going to be my challenge and we'll see if it gets accepted. See if there and then maybe who knows. It'll be I don't know how they name their food, but the Stone Genius fill in the blank. Like it could even be a dessert, the Stone Genius ass cake. It'll be chocolate that you eat from the bottom. You're welcome. I should make those this weekend and take pictures of them. Make an ass cake. And then I'm just going to tell everyone that's what I'm doing, but give no explanation. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, Making ass cakes. I'll talk to you later and then hang out. Just let them think about whatever. Okay, thanks. Another hour-long show. I know there's a few people out there that still listen to this show. And let me let me say a couple things, because most of you aren't listening to this point anymore. But those of you that are, thanks. Oh, and this is directed at you all, because you all are the ones that I probably hear from anyway. So I hear from way more people than I ever even thought, imagine, even listen to the show. I hear from them. And maybe all the people I hear from are all the people that listen to the show. So that could be also, I don't know. But one, a comment that was made to me today was they said that I was, and I don't know if everyone agrees and probably the people that stop listening at 10 minutes into the show will disagree. But the comment was made to me that they enjoyed listening to me. They, and they were amazed that they could listen to the whole show as me not having a guest or a co-host or anyone to talk to. That it was me rambling on. So I very much appreciated that. I've mentioned when Tim, Tim has reached out, when he found the podcast and listened to it, that means a great deal to me. And there are many, many of you that do that. It is very much appreciated. So thank you and thumbs up to that. Uh, by a platypus, if you have the chance, I don't know. But that person would make a shitload of money. I guarantee it. Tomorrow's show, I have, we're going to talk about uh, mall, mall life 
uh, mall culture. When I grew up in the 80s, I turned 13 in 1980. So I hit the teenage years, started 1980 and as a teenager. And so, you know, ended the 80s in my early 20s. So I just turned 21 and everything. So there was a lot of things going on. So I spent a lot of time in the mall, shopping, playing, running around, causing havoc. First kiss was in a mall. Uh, first, a lot of things probably were in a mall. Movie snuck into, probably, you know, shoplifted for the first time in a mall. All that type of stuff. Um, that's not really a culture anymore. Like, people used to meet at the mall. That's where you would meet. When you would get dropped off, the discussion, because we had to call on the phone, that we're not texting and things like that, you would have to call. And uh, usually only one person needed to know because someone's parents were going to drive three or four of you there, whatever you could fit in the car. You would find the, the parent, the family, the kid that had, the family had the largest car, most capacity, get the most people. And then you would discuss which mall entrance are you going to the movie entrance are you going movie theater entrance you're going to the uh, fun factory entrance you're going to the food court entrance so you had to discuss those things so mall life and culture was very impactful for me growing up the mall that I ran around in and I literally lived right behind there was our house a wood, like an eight foot tall wood fence, a whole bunch of trees, but only like 50 feet between us and the mall parking lot. You couldn't see it because of the way everything was landscaped, but it was there. I would just walk through those trees and I was at the mall. So I was at the mall all the time, all the time. I have so many, I mean, I remember I could sketch out that mall. That mall is not there anymore. There are some things that are being built, but you can actually go, and there have been a couple times where I've been in that area where I have physically gotten out of my car and walked to a spot, which is now grass, and I could tell you first floor, second floor, third floor, where we where we would be in the mall at that location. I mean, it's because uh, there was still at that time and they're being torn down the last couple of landmarks or a couple of landmarks where you could say, okay, if that's there, this would be here. And so it meant a lot for me. Um, I say that if that mall was still there, I would work at any store in that mall, but that is a lie. I would, if it was still there, but if it was still there, I wouldn't because the paradox would be the the last 10 years that it was there and dying, I didn't go to it, even though I lived a couple miles away from it. And if I needed to go to the mall, I hated going to the other mall, the big mall that kind of ran, the, the bigger, nicer, bigger anchor store mall that came in. I hated going to that because I didn't have any attachment i would go to movies there and we did some shopping there and we would the only reason we'd really go to that mall was to meet girls from other schools because the mall that we went to was closest to our school and our feeder schools and our high school so the by the time you got to high school you knew everyone because you had that mall culture uh i just never went to the mall the last 10 years it was open i take that back i was there a couple times uh once in a I worked in the security field and had to be in it after it closed down and that it had a break in. So I got to walk through it was 
totally eerie. I mean, it was post-apocalyptic eerie, but that was super cool. I'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I originally had scheduled for today, I was just going to talk about some all stuff, and I'm going to talk about all that tomorrow as well. So I think that's going to be just as long a show. It will be fun. You'll get to hear a lot of stories about me growing up. I was, man, I was a fuck-awful kid. I really, like, I talk about my dad on his deathbed, more or less. I mean, it's going to be, I do think the hospice nurse was very, being very, very generous when she said, well, it could he could have another month. Um, I, like, I was like, oh, okay, I thought it was going to be like, you know, another night. Because that's where we feel that we are in that. But I was, a, a, I was always getting into shenanigans. And I will tell a lot of those shenanigans because, well, I guess we'll see if I can still get in trouble for some of the shenanigans I may talk about. I don't think I can. So, but we're going to talk about jobs at the mall, first kisses at the mall, um, all that fun stuff. First time I had a knife flashed on me at a, uh, was at a mall. Simpler times when it was just knives that were being shown to you. Anyway, another long show. Oh, I was going to say, I think I started and I transitioned out of it and started talking about something else. For you all that are still listening to the show, when this began, it was talking Tampa Bay sports with Roe. Because I'm a lazy bastard, I did not want to set up a new email account, a new whole thing, so I just transitioned that show to the Stone Genius. That's why if you look at some of the old pictures on Instagram, they may be more sports-related. But I had a, a, well, I had a couple of difficult problems. B, it was very difficult for me, and I say this a lot, very difficult for me to put content out in a timely fashion for that show. And then also for me to get 20 minutes seem like it was pulling teeth. And then I do this show and I get an hour and 15 minutes in. It feels like nothing. So it will be interesting on my six weeks off from my regular work, how long my shows and how detailed they are at that point. But to you all, sorry, I just hit the mic again. For you all that are still listening from whenever you joined in and listening and following, thank you so much. For those of you that are still hanging on and still listening for from when I was talking Tampa Bay Sports with the row, I super appreciate it. I know this is a totally different program than what that program is. I very much appreciate that. Maybe you just unfollowed me. I've heard from at least one of you, so I know at least one of you has not done that. But it... I very much appreciate that. So thank you very much. It is does not go unrecognized by this stoner. Anyway, enjoy your Wednesday if you're listening to this on a Wednesday. If you're joining this sometime in the future and listening back to this, I hope that you are having an amazing day. This is the Stone Genius, better known as Rose. Sam. Bye-bye.